Imagine a dedicated messaging app where family members send texts back and forth to keep track of diabetes alerts and management with their loved ones. That's what we're talking about today with the Gluru app. Welcome to Diabetic. I'm Justin. I have type 1 diabetes. And on the show, I talk all things diabetes tech, news, and management with educators, tech industry leaders, and those thriving with diabetes. Today, we've got Greg Badros coming on the show to talk about his app called Gluru. Gluru is a messaging application on Android and iPhone where family members, or what Greg calls a glue crew, get pump and CGM alerts and even food notifications as the user eats uh, and members can text back and forth about treatment. Greg was inspired to build the app for his family to keep in touch with his son's diabetes treatment and even grow independence for his son over time. We cover a lot of features here. There's a widget on the home screen. You can save commonly eaten foods and learn from past boluses for the next time you eat that. If you want to check out the app yourself, I've thrown links in today's show notes. New episodes of this podcast release every Monday on podcast platforms and on YouTube, so be sure to follow. And keep in mind that anything you hear on today's podcast is not medical advice. Always consult with your physician before making changes to your health care. Today's episode is sponsored by Omnipod, but in no way does that affect the questions I ask or the opinions that I have. Greg, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Justin. Of course. Uh, so I was introduced to you through John Fawcett, who uh, makes the Sugar Pixel, and well, we were uh, talking about how to get like Libre numbers on there. And so he right. mentioned Gluru. So I started using Gluru for that. I've made some videos on that too that a lot of people have used. Can you just explain to everyone what Gluru is? Yeah, definitely. So Gluru really at its heart is it's just a chat application. It's a group chat application. And it was inspired by the way my wife and I started managing our son's diabetes care. We found ourselves using Facebook Messenger to chat back and forth about what was going on with him. You know, oh, he's low. Oh, he just had two starbursts to correct for that low. Oh, I think he needs a two-unit correction. And we even invented shorthand um, that we used in Facebook Messenger that the three of us understood in our group chat. And it occurred to me that, wow, this would be even better if the group chat kind of understood the language that was going on and could track insulin on board, could track carbs on board, automatically integrated with his pump, automatically integrated with his CGM devices so that every message was annotated with what his estimated blood sugar is and, and so forth. And with that core of an idea, I, I built Gluru over a weekend in the summer of August, uh, around August 2020, and we've been using it ever since. Wow. How old is your son? He is now 11. He was diagnosed when he was seven. Okay, yeah. So at an age where, you know, they still need a he good amount of support. Support. That's right. Yeah, he needed support. He's very independent and has always been on the bleeding edge. He's a great kid and uh, has done a lot of it himself. Be, just understanding his situation makes us feel better, though, whether he needs help or not knowing that we're on top of what his insulin on board is and knowing that we've got a, a full knowledge of what's going on makes everybody in his glue crew feel better and and it helps all of us yeah and just so people understand a little bit more about the app as we kind of dive in what does the app do can it kind of list off the the main features that people get when they have this app yeah right so we integrate with all of the devices that we can. So in particular, CGM, whether it's Dexcom or Libre, um, we work with both of those. Uh, we work at, with Night Scout uh, uploaded CGMs as well. And of course, like a lot of apps, provide you CGM numbers. The difference is Gluru also then enables the fastest logging of what's going on. So you just text, you just type in messages to say what's going on. If you have a 65 gram breakfast, you can type 65G bagel and Guru will understand that you've just eaten 65 grams of, of carbs 
and will track the decay of those carbs over the next four to six hours. So it can provide data to help you make your decisions over the course of your diabetes care. Now, importantly, Gluru is not meant just for an individual. It works great. We have more of our users are adults with diabetes like yourself who just want to use a logger, want to have the tracking um, with their exercise, want to have their CGM numbers, and want to have their insulin information at hand. But it was designed to support a glue crew, a set of people that have the responsibility for managing diabetes care. So in our family's case, it's my wife, uh, myself, and my son who has diabetes all working together to make sure he stays healthy and has the best possible uh, glucose control. Yeah, I think what I love the most about a concept like that, where it's like this application with a chat log about diabetes treatment, I like that it separates that into another app and it's not, it wouldn't be in your text messages, right? It wouldn't yeah. be in your main WhatsApp app. And We've, it's important absolutely. to have that divide, right? Yeah, we, we feel very strongly that Gluru's goal is to keep you focused on living your life, right? Gluru is not supposed to be an app that you spend a lot of time in. We do everything we can to make the interactions be able to be done quickly and even without opening the app. So for example, if my son is having a, a low blood sugar event, he gets a push notification to his phone. He doesn't even have to open Luru. He can just tap the, oh, I'm gonna eat two Starbursts to take care of that low. And that then shuts the alert off on his phone and reports to my, my phone and everybody in the Glue Crew's phone that he ate two Starbursts, right? So we know that the low is taken care of. Our phones actually never even buzz. We delay buzzing everybody else's phone in order to give the person with diabetes a chance to take care of it without everybody being bothered. This is like classic complaint of follow people following somebody with diabetes is like, well, all these alerts and they're usually taking care of themselves. I don't need the alerts. We don't show alerts to everybody in the glue crew until and if and only if the person with diabetes didn't respond quickly to the mm -hmm. alert. And that just reduces the total number of interruptions overall for, for the glue crew. Is that a setting that you use on the app, like delay notifications to glue crew by 15 minutes? If, if uh, yeah. No, right now. So we, we haven't done a lot with settings right now because settings okay. make things harder to test and harder to configure properly. Um, so, but it's just by default right now that the, the person with diabetes gets three minutes to, to delay. And we're, we're going to be rolling out a setting that lets you take that away for the case where you've got a, a, a pre-adolescent child where you just want everybody buzzed immediately, right? You just want all mm -hmm. the phones to go off for safety reasons, but that's not the common case right now. Um, and a, a lot of times when you have a, a pre-adolescent child, the phone is kind of in earshot anyway, and so there are care, caregivers that hear the alert on their device regardless, right? Okay. Yeah, let's get a little into the interface of the app. Can you tell us a, a little bit about what you're going to see when you open up this app? Yeah, we tried really hard to make it feel like a group chat app. So after you go through the onboarding, and we're rolling out a whole new onboarding soon that uh, should be even more intuitive. It's a little bit longer, but you get a little bit better set up when you're done the onboarding. Um, so, but once you're in the app proper, it should look and feel like group chat. Our goal was to make it so simple, so approachable, that you would just know what to do, and you can quite literally just take whatever you were using to chat with people um, about your diabetes, you can just swap Gluru in for that. If you were using WhatsApp, just instead of using WhatsApp for your diabetes related messages, you start using Gluru. And it'll feel just like the same group chat as you had before. The difference is you, your messages will be annotated with your uh, blood, blood sugar readings. And if you connect your Omnipod 5 automatically your insulin bolus information will be added to your log. And if you connect uh, your Apple Health Kit and you're using a companion medical in-pen, you'll get that stuff. I guess it's uh, Tandem, excuse me, Medtronic now has bought them. So 
the, those device integrations will just show up in your feed automatically for you, um, and you get all the charting and, and, and estimated blood glucose prediction and smart alerting, all of those things that we pile on top of a chat messaging app. But you can start off just by using it as group chat to talk about your diabetes. And like you say, to isolate those conversations from the rest of your life. Because we don't want diabetes getting in the way of you living your best life. And, and Guru tries our best to enable that. Yeah. When it comes to integration of devices, which – so you said the CGM-wise, Dexcom, Freestyle, Libre, CGMs – what about pump systems? Which ones are integrated currently? How are they integrated? And uh, let's start with that. Yeah, there's two good ones, and and you know, showing our uh, biases, the ones that are best supported are the ones my son has used over the years because we built and tested them. You know, again, a lot of I couldn't have built Guru without having the direct day-to-day -day life experience of of managing this with my son. So. The two that are best supported are DIY Loop um, and, and really anything that writes into Night Scout, and I'll talk about how that integration works in a second. And then the Omnipod 5, we're the only app that provides real-time insulin bolusing information for the Omnipod 5. Uh, for that to work, you have to use OP5 on a supported Android phone. The PDM that comes with it can't run Guru, so you have to uh, pick an Android phone. And right now, as, as uh, you, you know, the Omnipod 5 app isn't available on iOS. We hope to work with Insulate to make it available for iPhones when they make uh, the OP5 app available on iPhones. Uh, but right now, you use it on an Android phone. That integration only provides insulin bolus information, and then we estimate the carbs using things like the carb ratio and the insulin sensitivity factor that you've entered. So we do our best to estimate the carbs, but we don't get the actual number of carbs that you entered into OP5. Again, we're working with Insulate to try to make that better. For DIY Loop, as I mentioned, and Android APS, anything that writes information into Night Scout, what Gluru does is provides a Night Scout compatible backend. We call it Gluru Global Connect. And that compatible backend lets loop right into Gluru as if it's writing into Night Scout. You don't need a Night Scout instance. You don't need to pay anybody, including Gluru. You just can set it up, and immediately Gluru becomes a great follow experience for your, your looping, your open source looping device. Right? And that works really, really well, supports profiles, shows profiles on, on the top. Uh, we don't support or, or encourage remote bolusing. Um, action at a distance is very scary to me, and I think it should be scary. I think most mm -hmm. people would say, hey, look, it's the lesser of a bunch of evils um, because there's a lot of challenges in managing, especially a very young one uh, with diabetes. Uh, but I don't recommend that at this point. But otherwise, we work really well as a, a follow device. I should stress, Guru is not meant for medical decisions and is, is meant to be used alongside the first-party apps, right? We are labeled to, to be used along with Dexcom Follow, not to replace Dexcom Follow, not to replace Libre Link Up, but we're here as a, as a supplement to those, as a secondary alerting and, and display system. Yeah, and I want to make sure that my viewers, listeners, understand what Night Scout is and what that feature means on Gluru. I've made some videos using that feature to get Libre readings on Apple Watch, to get Libre readings on the devices behind me, SugarPixel and Tidbit. Can you just explain what Night Scout is to yeah, everyone? Night yeah, Night Scout's this wonderful open source, fully open source uh, product that's been out for a decade or more uh, by this point, developed by a lot of wonderful people who have um, made the source code available and then very detailed, well-written instructions about how to use it um, and how to deploy it. Uh, and you used to be able to deploy it in a lot of different ways, mostly for free, using free tiers of things like Heroku and kind of cloud hosting services. But this was a lot of work for especially a non-technical person who just wants to have a place to store their diabetes data. The fact that it existed and for a long time was freely available and you just had to do a little bit of work meant that a lot of open source mobile apps 
kind of used it as their back end and didn't bother with their own back end. Okay? Guru chose to be full stack. We have a back end, we have a mobile app, we have everything, right? And, and we host it, we provide it, we provide it for free. And as part of filling that niche, we realized that making it work with all these other things that kind of de facto were using Night Scout as their back end, we needed to make it work like Night Scout did. So importantly, Gluru does not run a Night Scout instance for you. We're not using the Night Scout code. We're translating into our native format of data. We're, we have a very, very constrained, restrictive, expressive uh, representation of your diabetes data. And when you talk, when one of your devices talks the Night Scout protocol to us, we're converting between Night Scout language and our own personal language. But we do that seamlessly so you don't have to think about it. And setting up the Night Scout instance, as you've shown in some of your other videos, takes all of three seconds with Gluru compared to a half hour or more following the instructions for the official Night Scout version. So they, they coexist very peacefully. Lots of people still use Night Scout. Gluru will let you write into uh, your Night Scout instance. If you want to use Gluru as a bridge into your, real, your, your official Night Scout instance, we let you do that too. Right? We're a huge mm -hmm. fan of the work that the open source community has done. You know, we, but, and we like to work with NightGuard, um, and, and like I say, Loop uses Night, Night Scout as a backend. What we realized, though, is that the, the key part about Night Scout is the API and not actually the physical database that, that it's using. Okay. Uh, so one thing I liked about Gluru, and uh, you also see this with an app called NightGuard, um, they both have a widget ability on the home screen of an iPhone. But one thing I've noticed, and correct me if I'm wrong if this has changed with Gluru, is that that number on the home screen doesn't necessarily update on its own, which kind of in some ways negates the whole idea of having that on your home screen. Yeah. Do you think that's gonna change anytime soon? Who needs, is it Apple that needs to update that feature for like background it, yeah updates? no it's a great question so so um we have widgets on both android and ios and the widgets on android work great android <laughs> is a platform that allows uh infinite behavior in the background it's a little bit um it's kind of a platform that lets app developers shoot themselves in the foot if they want to right <laughs> and in this case the shooting in the foot is we use a lot of battery in order to make sure that that widget stays up to date because mm -hmm. for a Libre user that's getting every one minute CGM readings, that means doing something every minute, right? That means getting network data uh, applied to the widget every minute and it does take a little bit more battery. Apple has taken a different path and I respect both companies' choices. <laughs> Apple's path is one where they try to protect app developers from themselves and they don't allow widget updates too frequently. So Gluru is at the leading edge of doing what we can to keep that number up to date. We have several tricks and techniques that are making it better. One of the things that Apple does is they allow more widget updates for an app that's used more. So, I have heard this feedback from our users that, you know, the iOS widget doesn't stay up to date. I don't personally experience it nearly as badly because I'm in the app all the time, right? Yeah. Because I'm developing the app. So, so Apple literally has algorithms running on their phone that detect how interested you are in the app and gives a greater budget for battery use to those apps, including for widget updates. Now, it's worth noting we have three widgets on iOS now, um, on the latest version of iOS, iOS 17, which just came out a week and a half ago. We have the lock screen widgets, we have home screen widgets, and we have a standby widget for when you've got it in landscape mode, it's kind of a, like an alarm clock. That's the newest one. Mm. Um, and all three of those, we've been working really hard to make sure that we can keep those numbers up to date. Um, and in the latest version now, if you ever see the widget not up to date, all you have to do is tap it and we'll do our best to refresh the number because Apple always allows a user interaction to use batteries. Yeah. 
Now, it used to be, before iOS 17, we couldn't make a tap to refresh feature. iOS 17 let us make this tap to refresh feature, which is a lot less disruptive. It doesn't open the app to refresh the number. It just refreshes it while you're on the widget screen. Wait, are you saying if my screen is locked, I could tap yep. on the widget and it Correct. will update? That's right. As of iOS 17 and, wow. and the latest okay. versions of Guru about four days ago. I mean, in that case, it, it then then the updating in the background is not as big of an issue because I can just you know look at my lock screen, tap on it, tap it. see that's, the change. That's absolutely correct. I like and, that and a lot. And during the standby widget, we expect it will work even better, but the jury okay. is still out, so to speak. It's relatively new. We also mm -hmm. have a calendar integration where there's still there, there were some changes in iOS 17 in the way calendar permissions work and we're working through those issues between the various updates to iOS 17 and updates to the Guru app. But we have a calendar widget because that widget is one of the few things that Apple allows to update infinitely in, yeah. in, a, in a day. And so Guru can write to a calendar and you can use the calendar event complication on your watch. Complication is just a fancy word for data that's provided to a watch mm -hmm. face, okay? And so you can use the calendar event complication to show your blood glucose number by showing the current calendar event and Guru just writes a calendar event that says, oh, you're 122 milligrams per deciliter rising fast or whatever, right? And we put that in uh, every 15 minutes. We're working through, like I say, some issues with the latest version of iOS on that too. It's only been out less than two weeks. so. Um, that's going to get even better. I was working great for a long time, and iOS 17 is uh, mixing that up a little bit for us. But, you know, look, Guru is under active development. We're fixing these problems as fast as they happen, and we expect that that will continue to happen because we intend to evolve fast to meet the needs of our growing user base. Yeah, I think what I like most about the calendar alert, well, a couple things. And, and for people who don't un didn't fully understand that, that what it does is it updates your calendar with an event so that when you when you see the calendar, let's say you have a calendar widget on your phone, that will show up on your calendar widget uh, in the background. So it essentially that that's that bypasses this issue with background right. stuff. And I think the coolest thing about it is for people who drive and ha have a car and have CarPlay and possibly yep. Android Auto, you'll see that on the screen in your car. I've that's been right. meaning to do like an Instagram real TikTok of that because I think that- That's right. That's yeah, a, we've got a blog huge. post about exactly that. And, yeah. and it is, it's a great way to do it. There are mm -hmm. some regulations in, the UK and maybe the EU as well around what screens you're allowed to have when you're driving. And one of the ones that's allowed, of course, is your car screen. But mm -hmm. for many people with diabetes, and, and there, there are government regulations that prevent them from lo even looking at a phone while they're driving. And so the only screen they're allowed to look at is the, the, the automobile screen. And so it's important to be able to get your blood sugar number on the automobile screen. Yeah, but I'm sorry, if a cop pulls you over because you were on your phone and you're like, I was giving myself a bolus or looking at my blood sugar level, um, they're not going to give you a ticket. And I, I, I don't think so. And I think that, yeah. that like, that's a huge thing, right? Like, you know, we have diabetes. We should get a few, like, a few, like, passes on things. And I think that that's one where I if I was pulled right. over, I'd be like, yeah, I was, like, I I was giving right. myself insulin. So this is a medical yeah. device. For <laughs> I both hope you're right. And I also hope you pull over before giving yourself yes. a shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, real quick, before we move on, I just want to ask you a quick question about integrations. You mentioned Android APS and Loop being integrated. What about iAPS? I'm hearing a lot about this system. I'm going to be having, or maybe at this point already would have had, podcast episodes talking about it with uh, some of the developers yeah. on it. This is like a leading DIY app that people are using yeah. now that seems to be the strongest one on the market, on they the black in, market. Yeah. If they write in a Night Scout, um, then Guru should work with it. Okay. And I, it's an invitation to those developers, if there's ever a problem with the way Guru's Night Scout compatible API responds to anything that they, they write in to, to reach out to me. We, we okay. intend to support as a secondary display, secondary alerting. Again, not, not um, officially 
trying to support remote bolusing or any action at a distance. Uh, that's where we draw the line. We don't want to control a medical device directly or indirectly, right? Okay. But uh, for, for follow applications, we would love to make sure that it works super great for them. Yeah, I think what I see as like a cool feature about Gluru or what I think it could be used for could possibly be for people who were just diagnosed and have this support team, this diabetes educator, possibly their endo, they set them up on their pump for their first time, maybe even like a, the in-pen, right? And I think it would be cool if these educators, you know, follow along for these first few weeks of them yeah. during this, you know, crucial moment of getting onboarded. I think that this is the most real time kind of way to do that. I mean, there may be other systems out there too, but um, I think that that is like a lot of potent has a lot of potential here. And I wonder, are you actively looking for working to have that become a thing for yeah. people? No, that's 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 a great question, and we love that vision and share it. The first weeks after diagnosis are incredibly challenging, full of questions. And I remember vividly calling, you know, twice a week, the 800 number or whatever of our, of our clinic, um, just to wait for a call back from somebody. And honestly, all the, think about all the minutes of different people's time wasted in that workflow compared to just a, a certified diabetes educator being on the other end of the glue crew and being able to tap, tap in, yeah, go ahead and do that correction. Because that's what the question is. It, you know, people have very serious concerns uh, about even just doing simple corrections. Oh, my kid's over 200. Should I do a correction? Well, of course you do the correction, right? But when you're new to it, that may be scary or you may want some reassurance around that. And so step one could be just more experienced person you know with diabetes being a part of your glue crew. There are some challenges regulatorily and from a legality and a liability perspective with clinicians not wanting to be on. If there's an expectation that I got my clinician and they should be responding to me at 2 a.m. and they don't, what if something yeah. happens, right? So there's all these very legitimate concerns that will make having a clinician on the other end challenging, but We'd love to figure out a way to just pair you up with uh, somebody to join your glue crew for a while as, as somebody who could help you um, with just goodwill intended. And we are absolutely looking for clinic partners um, who would like to trial us in pretty much exactly the way you described uh, and who are willing to do uh, pilots that way to see what the real issues are and to understand the challenges that we'll face in trying to do something like that. Gluru already has a feature that lets you limit a member of the glue crew to a certain set of hours in the day. So we can add the school nurse, but say, hey, only Monday through Friday, eight to three. And that way they don't have to see the messages or listen to the alerts outside of those working hours, right? So we think something like that could address a bunch of the liability concerns and the expected response time concerns that clinics might have about this. Who is in your glue crew? Well, my son's glue crew, the glue crew, we usually talk about the person with diabetes yeah. owning the glue crew. So my son's glue crew is a hodgepodge of people because we also use it for testing. So every employee at the company is in my son's glue crew. He gets a lot of love. Um, the active members of the glue crew are really just my wife, him, and myself. You know, he's got an A1C now, a 5.C. We're very proud of his ability to, to manage his own diabetes, that he doesn't need as much support. It's honestly for my wife and me now to, to just know that he's taken care of a low or, know, or see the correction in real time coming from his OP5. Again, that's completely automatic. So when he, when he boluses for lunch, that's completely automatic. I should say another really cool feature um, of Gluru that isn't used as much as it should be from what I've seen in the way our users are using it, my wife and my son coordinate what he's having for lunch, and at breakfast they'll enter, they'll pre-enter 60 grams for lunch at 12.15 p.m., and that gives him a reminder to pre-bolus when it's time to eat his lunch and has sort of pre-entered the number of grams as a reminder for him to enter into his OP5. Doesn't 
do it into his OP5 app, but it provides the number on his Gluru display and a reminder for him, oh, you agreed that your lunch that you're having is 50 grams, so he can just copy that number manually over into OP5 to actually deliver the bolus. And then when the bolus comes through, we see it in real time. So Gluru really lets you curate your logs based on time. You can enter events in the future. You can log devices either by like scanning a QR code from a sensor or um, from a, of a pod, and we record the lot number, we record the restart code, all of that kind of stuff to make it really, really easy to track all your devices. So you get a reminder of, hey, my pod's going to expire tomorrow or my, my sensor's going to expire in three days or whatever. So you can stay on top of diabetes instead of having to keep all that in your head, right? One of the things mm -hmm. Guru does really well is offloads from my head all the things related to my son's diabetes care. So I know where to go, but I don't have to like keep it in my head. A quick word from today's sponsor, Omnipod. When I was first diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, one of my biggest fears was wearing an insulin pump and what that would look like. My fears were totally diminished once I started wearing Omnipod. Omnipod is a tubeless insulin pump that could be worn almost anywhere you'd give yourself an injection. What I love most is that I forget I'm wearing it. I never have to worry about disconnecting it for showers or swimming, and when I play kickball or go running, it's super secure. Even better, with Omnipod 5, you get automated insulin delivery by connecting it to a CGM. Omnipod 5 uses CGM trend and value to predict your glucose 60 minutes into the future and makes adjustments to your insulin delivery. If you want to try out Omnipod 5 yourself, you may be eligible for a trial. To check your eligibility and for full safety information and instructions for use, visit omnipod.com diabetic or click the link in today's show notes. All right, back to the show. Um, one thing, maybe this exists, but I have a feature request for you. Sure. Are you able to put an ability where your app can put in calendar alerts for when your Dexcom's going to expire and when your Omnipod's going to expire? Yeah, absolutely. It is on our feature list. Okay. We're trying to get the calendar event stuff working really well. Okay. We think that that needs to be a separate calendar from the one that you use okay. for your CGM notification. So we actually think that that maybe should just be your primary calendar, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and just say that, that the calendar event is going to go or, or, or not. So we yeah. have some, uh, it's not released yet, but I have a, okay. a version of that running in beta already. And uh, it's a great idea. And we look forward to making that available more broadly. Great. Um, I want to get back into logging food again. You were kind of touching on this a bit. So I love the feature that you can like log those carbs ahead of time for later so that your child or the whoever has the type 1 diabetes can kind of see that and remember and then pre-bolus kind of when it's time. Kind of tell me about, I know we talked about this last time we spoke. Tell me about how it works when it, when you're logging foods at certain maybe restaurants or certain like if you're a habitual person like you eat the same things over and over again tell me about like logging that and then being able to look up that same food later it, you yeah. can do that right that's right yeah so so we do a bunch of different things to try to make this as fast and efficient as possible and there's a bunch more in the pipeline as well so I'll start by telling you the way things work now and, and what we already have rolled out. You can take a picture of your food. You know, the fastest way of recording a meal so that you can recollect what it was is to just take a quick picture, okay? When you do that, we run it through an AI to do image analysis on that photograph and try to understand what that picture is. So if I take a picture of my breakfast, this morning I had eggs and some strawberries and some peaches and a, a coffee. Okay, so if I take a picture of that, the AI is going to come back and, and give me some suggestions of labels, textual labels to put on that image. And it'll be like eggs, strawberries, coffee. And I'll check, maybe check all three of them and say, yep, all three of those things. The reason for that is so that the search feature in Gluru works really well. So later, if I go into Gluru and I search for sushi, I can go back and find the pictures of uh, meals that were tagged sushi, right? 
And the tag sushi was added not because we typed in sushi, but because the AI recognized the California roll as being sushi. And so that enables search to work really well. And what's the benefit of that? Well, sushi, as you probably know, do you like sushi? Yeah, I love sushi. <laughs> Me too. And so does my son, actually. Akura is his favorite, right? Uh, so when you have sushi, it's a tough meal. So trying to understand, hey, how did, what did we dose for this meal the last time we had it? And how did we do? So you can use the search. You find a prior meal that matches the ter search terms. And then you can open up a chart in line. It might be from a meal three months ago, but you open up the chart in line right there. It shows you what you dosed and what your blood sugar did after that meal. So that then you can say, oh, looks like that wasn't enough. The last time I was at Fuki Sushi, uh, my son went high. Let's dose a little bit more this time. And you can, you can vary and, and learn from your past experiences, right? Uh, so, so, so that's the, the, the current state of the world. What we want to do, um, we have uh, ideas around using your GPS to understand what restaurant you're at. And, and being able to reuse the fact that, oh, you clearly, it looks like you're probably at Fuki Sushi, or it looks like you're at Chicago Pizza, well, that has a more sugary sauce, and you're going to need to bolus more for that, and so forth. So we want to be able to provide insights. We're towing the line because it's very important not to provide medical advice. Guru isn't for medical decisioning. It's there to provide data to support your medical decisioning. Right. Yeah, I think one thing I would love to see is if the, if the GPS tracks that you went back to the same restaurant, almost like it, it, it can ask you like, you know, are you here? And then you tap yep. it. Yes. And then it will show you photos of everything you've ever ordered there. You tap Absolutely. on the photo of what you want to order and it shows you what you gave your and, and you said that it does this already. It shows you how many carbs you dosed for last time and yep. kind of what happened with that right so if you're like yeah, 50 grams right. i was steady after then i'll i'll try 50 grams again we all know everyone listening knows that diabetes doesn't always act the same even it's if you know even not, if yeah. you do the same thing every single day i mean there's hormones there's there's so i mean there's so many things that that change you know what can happen but having a tool like this is great so i also think that with this app and with with all diabetes technology, I find it for myself too. It's so important to kind of balance the amount we use it because that can also cause burnout if we're too kind of involved in it. And so I was never a child with diabetes. I was diagnosed at 30 years old. And I know that there are a lot of helicopter parents or there's parents who are worried that they are being helicopter parents. How can this app alleviate that? It, like, I realize this app's like meant to be used, but how can it also alleviate it? Like how, yep. how often are you hoping that people use this app, right? It's like you built an app that you're hoping people don't use too much, <laughs> you know, and you're yeah, also, no, I think you're setting them up to learn and, and rely on it less, but like kind of, right. how do you think people can balance that? How do you balance that? It's, it's interesting, right? In my prior lives, I ran the Gmail engineering team and I ran products and engineering at Facebook. And in each of those cases, we were measuring engagement. We wanted folks engaged with what we had built for them and, and we're measuring usage. Guru, we very explicitly chosen a metric of uh, things logged per unit time in the app, okay? And that ratio means that we benefit that metric goes up if we can reduce the amount of time people spend in the app. Our goal is getting it valuable stuff in the log without you spending a lot of time doing it. So what are the ways that we can do that? Well, we can get stuff in the log without you ever even opening the app. And that's why notifications, this is really good on Android and we're working on making it better in iOS, but on Android, the notification buttons, the action buttons on the notification themselves are often all that you need to, to log an intervention action, you know? And, and so that's, that's really important. You don't even open the app to put the fact that you had four ounces of apple juice to, um, as a recovery snack for a low, okay? The second part of this 
is you talk about helicopter parents. One of the things that I love the most about Guru is that it stops the nag. You don't have to ask. I'm not asking my son, hey, son, did you bolus for this? Did you, did you do it? Because as I'm sitting there, literally, my, let's say we're sitting down at the dinner table together, literally my watch buzzes saying bolus started, and I see on my own watch that Jax has done his bolus, right? And that is uh, a way of making me leave him alone, right? And not mm -hmm. have to ask. And I don't have to, you know, when I'm seeing a low, I see that he recorded two starbursts. I don't have to call him. My wife doesn't need to call him. Nobody's checking on him. That gives him a sense of responsibility. And he loves not having to deal with his parents asking about this stuff because he just wants to be a kid. And he sh deserves to be able to just be a kid. And so yeah. Guru's philosophy is to, to let that be. Yeah, I, I love that so much. It's really hard for me to fully understand what it's like to be a child with type 1 diabetes. I feel very fortunate to have been diagnosed later in life when I am an adult uh, who I'm, I'm very focused. I, I, I'm the type of person that wants to like really fix something when when there's a problem I'm very type A but when you're a kid you deserve to be a kid and to not have to and it, it's unfortunate that kids do have to deal with like thinking like this it, it, yeah. I can only imagine a lot of kids grow up a little bit faster um, dealing with this and I know like I grew up faster from past health issues as well um, and I do love what you're saying about that dinner table it may it may put a little more no actually i was gonna say it may put a little more burden on the parents but actually it doesn't right it it almost alleviates their um worrying a little bit yeah. and i like the idea of the child or you know the person with type 1 diabetes kind of taking that that full control and feeling a lot more independent uh possibly sooner because of the app Absolutely. And that was an explicit goal of what we were doing is to, to not. It, 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 so even if you look at one of the fundamental decisions of Guru early on was you're going to use your own phone and it's going to be a group messaging app across multiple phones. So fundamentally, every other app that existed in 2020 when my son was diagnosed, it was an app that ran on a single phone. So if I wanted to log something for my son, I had to take his phone away mm -hmm. from him. Well, what messaging does that provide my son, right? That's a terrible thing to have to do. So I very explicitly wanted to be able to help, if useful, you know, and be able to log things from my phone on his behalf. But I do it from my own phone. So if he's helping set the dinner table and he wants to record and, and he's going low and he says, Dad, I just took a Starburst. Can you put it in there for me? Right. I can log it for him very quickly without disrupting him and without taking away his his phone and his sense of responsibility to managing it himself. It's a small thing. Uh, but it matters a lot. And it's actually one of the more complicated, you know, synchronizing multi-user applications are <laughs> 10 times harder than single-user applications. So, so we took on that technical challenge. You know, I'm a technical guy, so I didn't shy away from technical challenges in doing this, but I felt it was very important to make it a multi-user diabetes uh, app. Yeah. Uh, maybe a tough question. When are you going to stop using Gluru with your son? When, when diabetes is cured and and i'm hoping that it's uh within a decade we'll, we'll so see are but... you saying that you're going to still use gluru when your son's 21 i fully expect to i think our use will change over that time okay. right when he's 21 we'll be even less active participants in his glue crew but you know i i suspect i'll want to see what's going on and and be there to support him and be there to help him however the other thing that will uh trigger the end of my using glue guru is when he says dad i don't want you to be a part of my glue crew again uh, anymore yes you know I, i'm going <clears> to <throat> respect my son's wishes with respect to that but um the nice thing about guru is because we're able to avoid the nagging, it's less likely that he's going to do that, right? Because mm -hmm. we're not bothering him with the app. W without the support of Guru, 
parents are forced or, or choose to, to pester their kids on text messaging, phone calls, and so forth. And, you know, a lot of the time, it's like you, you, it's, it's irresponsible not to double check that they've taken care of a low, but you feel bad doing it because you know that they've probably taken care of it, but you're worried, right? And with Guru, the, the kid can take care of themselves, log that they took care of themselves, and the parents can not bother them anymore. And that just creates a better dynamic with, uh, with the child. Uh, and, yeah. and it's just night and day difference. Parents just got to try it because it's night and day difference. Yeah, it's so interesting because your your reaction to that question, it kind of surprised me, but also didn't surprise me. Like I said, I was diagnosed at 30 years old. My parents have never followed my blood sugar levels. I have sure. a couple friends that do, but they've never, I don't even think, they didn't grow into this position of being like, we need to be on top of this. They don't even fully understand it. Right. Sure. They, they don't understand what parenting someone with type one diabetes is like. And I, I'm so grateful that they don't have that burden either. But my gut reaction uh, to when I'm 18, 19, 20 uh, is I don't want my parents to be yep. nagging me. I'm going to college and I'm going to live my life and I don't want that. And, and also that didn't exist five years ago. So, you know, what? You know and I think that nine year olds, they don't want their parents nagging them either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. does. It's just by the time you're 18 or 19, your parents actually listen to you. Yeah, so we're exactly. Trying to solve that problem when you're eight, nine, yeah. 10, so that the parents never nagging and just create a more healthy relationship. Man, I wish I had Guru at the very start of, of yeah. diabetes, uh, uh, our diabetes journey as a family. Uh, it took six months before I understood the condition and understood the workflow well enough that I thought I could take a stab at fixing the problems that I'd seen over those first six months. Um, and I'm grateful I've had it for the years since then. Uh, I'm jealous of all the parents today who are able to use it from the get-go. Yeah. A couple more questions for you. What do you want to see for the future of diabetes technology? Just yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited about faster acting insulins where we can use a, uh, a simple PID controller where, where you don't need to, to pre-bolus everything and where you can get an A1C down to below six and a quarter uh, without pre-announcing anything just because the insulin acts so fast. So there's a bunch of exciting work done uh, being done there. And I'm talking about things even beyond the speed of FIOS. So if we could get to that point, I think that could be really, really useful. Longer wear times uh, for some of these devices, right? The Omnipod 5 with the three-day wear and a, and a Dexcom sensor that my son uses, he's on the G6 because he's on the OP5 and they don't support the G7 yet. You know, when you're changing a sensor every 10 days and a pod every three days, you're changing something. You're always looking forward to the next change, right? And uh, there are infusion sets uh, that will take longer to adopt in a patch pump format, but there are infusion sets that can support five, six, seven day wear. And I think those could be interesting as we start seeing uh, some of that tech come. Uh, because, you know, when, when the devices are working well, that's the primary thing that you do with diabetes care is you're switching out the devices and monitoring, right? You always have to monitor. I'm excited about those kinds of things. But, you know, candidly, I'm most excited about freeing my son from having to worry about this and getting him alpha cells in his body, excuse yeah. me, beta cells in his body that can take care of him without all these devices. And, and I'm so grateful to all the researchers and scientists out there who have figured out how to derive beta cells from stem cells, all the funding that goes into that. And there are a bunch of encapsulated stem cell beta stem cell derived beta cell trials that are ongoing, and I'm I'm super hopeful for them. I can't say I'm optimistic, but uh, but I'm super hopeful for for those kinds of things. That maybe by the time my son is in college, or, or as a young adult, that he has uh, the worry and has to monitor, but because of something implanted in his body, and not because of something that he does every three and ten days. Yeah, it does seem that there could be a technological cure, in quotes, uh, for diabetes before there is like an actual one. Yep. Lastly, what are your thoughts on the DIY community? 
Uh, I love the DIY community, and, and uh, I've been writing open source code since, uh, since undergrad. You know, uh, some of my code uh, shipped in the earliest versions of Red Hat Linux way back in the, in the early 90s. And uh, I've been writing my PhD thesis was a constraint window manager that was open source based on a constraint library that was open source that got adopted by Apple for auto layout in, in Mac OS and iOS and so forth. So, so I've been contributing to open source uh, for, for a very long time. And I love the fact that folks said, hey, you know, big companies aren't moving fast enough and there is a solution here that is just going to make people's lives better and they took it into their own hands and, and they made it work for themselves and, and so forth. Um, so I'm a huge fan of, of open source and love what the DIY community's done. I've done talks w with the Loop and Learn community, which is one of the uh, larger and, and high, very high quality content from uh, those folks. Some of the things that they figured out are things that the entire community benefits from. It's been fantastic standing on the shoulders of, of those giants. Uh, in, in building Guru and in helping uh, make uh, diabetes care what it is today. Yeah, Loop and Learn, fantastic resource for people who want to learn more about DIY Loop, IAPS, and so many other things. They take a lot Absolutely. of what's going on in like the DIY community and do like great talks. I've watched some and, and it, they're really yeah, interesting. Yeah, really excellent. Really yeah. excellent. Yeah. Greg, thank you so much. I, I'm very cool. excited for people to try Gluru out. I'm assuming they can check it out on like the app stores, the Google and yeah, absolutely. App stores. Yeah, absolutely. You can do a Google search for it. Find it on the on your phones. It's it's oh, yeah. it. We don't hide it. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in today's show notes. Actually. That's great. What am That's I saying? Great. All Thanks right, so Greg. Much. Thank That's you so great. much. This was fantastic. Totally, my pleasure. I appreciate it. You have a good one. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to check out the Gluru app yourself, I've got links to both the Android and iPhone app in today's show notes. New episodes of this podcast release every Monday on podcast platforms and on YouTube. And I've got videos on YouTube dropping every other Friday. I've got a Dexcom six months later review that is dropping, I believe, this week or dropped last week go check it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've got a lot more coming and there's new social videos coming every day nearly on TikTok and Instagram. So you can find me there. Links to that in today's show notes. I'm Justin and I'll see you next week.